You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our lead pastor, Rick Hand, with this week's message. Okay, listen, uh, this is not a G-rated movie. As a matter of fact, watching it this week, David came in as I was watching it, and she said, oh my goodness, and she was remembering some stuff, you know? There's some, there's some adult themes here. You know, there is, uh, there, there is um, uh, drug use, there is uh, alcohol abuse, there is illicit sex, there's some of that there. Uh, so this gives me a great opportunity today to do something I always like to do if I get a chance, is to introduce you to a couple of things, and that is VidAngel and ClearPlay. Uh, this is the only way I've been able to watch a lot of uh, the, more, the more recent Marvel movies with my grandkids is because I could go on ClearPlay and we could edit a lot of that stuff out and didn't have to listen to some stuff, didn't have to see some stuff. And uh, so that, that's your place for Disney and Marvel, but um, pretty much uh, any other movie you want to see, you can, you can filter it at VidAngel. Really encourage you to check those two out, all right? And real easy to find, real easy to use and all that. Uh, your grandmother could probably even do this, okay? So real easy. And uh, it, it allows you to uh, it allows you to watch movies that you wouldn't been able to see, wouldn't be able to watch otherwise. So I really encourage you to check those things out. Also, the Chosen is uh, is connected with VidAngel. So if uh, you're not seen that, that's a good place where you can see that. Okay. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's got some of that in it. But here here's the whole point, and I think this is part of the point of the movie. If you watch it, it's not a Christian movie. Okay, but one of the things you see is with the drugs and the alcohol and the sex, all that kind of stuff, is that's not who Forrest Gump is. Now, he's not perfect. He, he says he's going to heaven at one point in the movie. He says he's planning on going to heaven. He's not perfect the way you and I might judge perfection, all right? But, but what we see in the movie is not a glorification of drugs and alcohol and sex, but the people who are chasing their, their own personal worth and, and personal meaning and direction in life, that way continue to find trouble in their lives. But it's Forrest. It's Forrest, Forrest Gump that, that uh, even though people around him, are, are, you know, he's surrounded with this and violence and all those other things because, yeah, in the movie there's violence, but there's war scenes, and, and uh, I think he beats up at least one person, maybe two, I think, that he beats up, you know. Um, you know, so it's, it's not a perfect movie as far as Christian, but it is so close to showing you that then when these people turn their lives around, the turning their lives around is turning their back on those things and following the same thing that, that force has been following. So, so let, let, me, um, let, let me hurry because that's a big, long setup right there. But, but let me say this, okay? This kind of sets up this movie, if you're not seeing this movie. Uh, the next slide. Forrest Gump, he is connected at the center of, or at least involved in, in this movie, in seemingly every major cultural moment from the 1950s through the 1980s. All right, let me say this also. This is a fictional movie, all right? Okay, this isn't, this isn't true, all right? But he's, uh, he, he, he accidentally is right there in the middle of desegregation. He fights in the Vietnam War. He, he accidentally ends up in an anti-war protest of the 60s and, and, and Watergate. He is, he, he, he is the whistleblower of Watergate. And uh, he meets President Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon. He's a guest on the Dick Cavett Show. And if you know what the Dick Cavett Show is, then you're close to my age. And uh, sitting beside John Lennon, they put him actually, they have a conversation there. 
And he teaches Elvis one of his iconic dance moves. You might have seen that in the clip. If you were watching real close, you saw that. Y'all didn't know he taught Elvis how to move, did you? Y'all thought that was something Elvis came up with himself. And so, you know, Forrest is involved in all this kind of stuff because, you know, he's not just a... Do you remember what I said to you last week about why Jesus died? He didn't die so that you could be a pew sitter. He died so you could be a world changer. And Forrest Gump was a world changer. I mean, he was, he was touching all these things and all these people. He was impacting everything around him, it seems. He was a world changer. So the question is, how did he do it, and can I do it that way too? Can I do it that way too? Glad you asked, because that's what I want to show you. I want to show you a lot of the truths that are here are still based right out of the Bible. I bet uh, we're following them, our, our, especially, I, I think, in, in America. We're following them a lot of times when we don't even realize that we're following those things. Okay, so let's start right here. We've got to start with the opening scene. Anybody knows what op- opens with? Anybody knows? The very first thing you see on the screen, what do you see? A feather. Yeah, it's this feather. And so we're showing this video a little bit so that those of you who uh, have not seen the movie, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Now, here's this feather, and, and, and it really is a metaphor for a lot of the whole movie is it's just floating around and everything. But if you'll, you'll notice something, this is probably a couple of minutes here, this clip that, as it's showing the opening credits and things. And, and, and you notice that the feather no, never leaves the screen. It never leaves the screen, just floating around. And it ends up actually leaning up against the foot of Forrest as he's sitting on a park bench, okay? And I hope I don't talk that long, but if I do, you'll see that in just a moment. And so here's the question, right? The question is, how did they get this shot? Well, here's a hint. You know, is the feather following the screen or is the screen following the feather? Because here's what they actually did is they had a guy with a stick and, uh, and, and he had the feather and he was kind of waving it around like this and they, they, they videoed that and then they took everything out except for the feather and they stuck it in front of this. So there's your answer. It's a little bit of both. And that's something that Forrest says really early. Kind of, well, uh, it's a thought that's kind of early in the movie. So let's go to that first, uh, the first slide where Forrest says, I don't know if mama was right or if, if it's Lieutenant Dan. And I'm really struggling to not try and mimic his voice right here, okay? I don't know if we each have a destiny or if we're all just floating around accidental like on a breeze. Okay, what's he talking? He's talking about the same thing with the, with the feather, right? So the feather's a metaphor for what's going on here, and this is what he's thinking. I don't know if we have this destiny or if we're just floating around accidental like, as he says, but I, I think maybe it's both. Maybe both is happening at the same time, and he's got it. You know, because you'll run into people that say, you know, they believe there is a destiny and you're going to fulfill this destiny and you got to and all this. I mean, they, they might as well be following Greek gods, you know, you know that, that are, you know, like chessboard men, you know, that are moving us around. And then there are people that say, you know, well, God, you know, God set everything up, but he's backed off now and you do your own thing. But Forrest says, no, it's both. All right. And, and that's, that's really the truth. Okay. So here, Psalm chapter 37, verse 23 says, the Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. It's both because God does direct our step. Does it, does it say that he makes us follow those steps? No, it doesn't say that, but he directs and he, and he delights in those things. So here's the first thing. If you want to be a world changer, here's what you're going to have to do is acknowledge God's sovereignty over everything, but then accept your responsibility in all those things as well. God orders your steps, but you have to put your feet in the middle of them. Sometimes that's my prayer for us is God, I know you order our steps, but God help us find them and put our feet right in the middle of them. 
is we have to find those steps and put, and, and put our feet in the middle of it. Y'all, have y'all ever used uh, GPS or, uh, or Google Maps or something on a road trip? Anybody? You all know what I'm talking about? And you ever been on a, a long road trip, and you know, she's telling you, you know, five miles, you're going to take a ride or whatever. But all of a sudden, you pass a Bucky's. And you know what? Bucky's wasn't in the list. It wasn't in the itinerary. But, you know, the kids, the grandkids in the back there say, Bucky's, Bucky's. And so what do you, you turn around and you go back. And what does the lady on the GPS do? <laughs> you know, she, she either tells you to turn back around, you're heading the wrong direction, or she starts recalculating. All right, now, now think about this, okay? You know, she didn't have to go somewhere and get the information. She already had all the information. She knows all the roads. But she just had to recalculate because you rebelled against the direction you were supposed to be taking. You know? And so every time that you rebel, you, know, you step out of the foots, footsteps that have been ordered for you on this trip, she has, to, she has to recalculate. And I wonder, is that what God has to do for us? Is every time you know, he's directed us in a certain way, and every time we step outside of that, God's like, recalculating. <laughs> you know, and you know what? He, he doesn't have to go learn anything. He already knows it. He knows everything that's going to happen, but he says, you know, if you'll just follow this, you're going to get there a lot quicker, you know. You're going to spend less money because you didn't go to Bucky's, you know. And God tells us all those things, but, but every time we step outside of his will, man, he's gracious. Has anybody ever stepped outside of his will and, and instead of beating you up, he said, okay, recalculating. All the time, over and over and over. But you know what, sometimes we just go a little too far. One of the first times I ever remember, like, using GPS, I was actually, I think it was the first time I was ever actually driving a boat in Gunnersville Lake, and somebody got, grabbed their phone out because, you know, at Gunnersville Lake, I mean, it's not a river. Y'all are familiar with rivers. Well, lakes do this, you know. And so I thought, well, where do we want to go? So we pulled it out, and, uh, and we didn't really, we weren't looking for directions. We were just looking to see how the lake kind of laid out a little bit, where we at. Okay, yeah, we'll go here. And then all of a sudden, that voice comes through the phone and says, Please return to a main road. <laughs> because she didn't know how to help us if our car was in the middle of Lake Gunnersville, you know? It's like, which side are you trying to get to, son? You know, are you trying to get over here or over here? Please return to a main road and I can help you. And I believe sometimes that's where God is too. When we rebel enough, then God, has to, God can't just say, I'm recalculating here. God has to say, look, you're going to have to move just a little bit closer to me before I can give you any more directions. You're going to have to start taking some steps to get back closer to that because I can't help you where you are. So we have to acknowledge God is sovereign, but we also have to accept our responsibility in this. Okay? So help me with this here. There is a very famous quote. Can you fill in the blank here? My mama always said, (laughs) I did a little bit there, didn't I? (laughs) Life was like a... Even people that have not seen the movie knows that line, right? You heard it. Hey, and now you know where it came from, right? Like a box of, what in the world does that mean? You know what Forrest says in the movie? He says, Mom always had a way of explaining things so I could understand. What in the world does that mean? It kind of explains it in the second line. Do you know this? Can you fill in this blank? You never know. That's pretty good. I, I knew everybody would know the first. I didn't know if all of you remember that or not. You know, have y'all ever had a box of Whitman Sampler chocolate? And you know, it's got that little diagram, so you know what you're getting, and you, you know, you don't accidentally, like if you're not a nut person, you don't accidentally get one full of nuts, or if you're not one of those nougat pre- people that wants the cherry or whatever is in there, you don't accidentally get that, right? 
And so I always liked that as a kid. I was really, really picky. I'm still pretty picky, but I was really picky when I was a kid. But every once in a while, some anarchist would get a hold of the box of Whitman samplers there on the counter at my house, and they wouldn't just take out the candy. They would take out that little piece of paper, too, and walk away. You know what happens when you take out the pieces of paper is all the candy starts moving around as everybody opens it up, and then you don't know what you're going to get, right? And so you're accidentally putting something in your mouth that you don't really want, you know? What do you do with that? You know, I'll tell you what I did as a kid. It went in the trash can. You know, these anarchists that are moving stuff around, they just lost a piece of candy they might have liked. You got to leave stuff in place so we all know what we're getting. That's what it means is so you know what you're getting. And you don't always know what you're getting. Anybody ever had a disappointment in life? Anybody? Let me ask you this. Do you ever go to bed at night and you just lay down and think, man, this this day went just about exactly like I was planning it to go. <laughs> Has anybody ever had a day like that? <laughs> I mean, every, every day something distracts you or disappoints you. How do you deal with that? Well, Paul talked about that just a little bit in Philippians chapter 4. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Some of y'all need to get that one right there. In whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Y'all ever heard that last line there? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me? Here's the context. The, you know, we, a lot of times we quote those and we don't, we don't remember the context. The context is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me if I don't get blown away by all my disappointments in life. If I can learn how to be content with what's going on in my life and not be. So, so here, here's the second point then for us today. Don't get derailed by disappointments. They're going to happen. I guarantee you, you're going to be disappointed by something today. A lot of you have already been disappointed by something already. you got little kids you were trying to get ready for church. You've already disappointed, right? I mean, you, we get disappointed every single day. Don't get, get disrailed by disappointments. You've got stuff that's, that's just messing with your life. You've got all these plans and it's not working out. Don't get derailed by that. Just keep on going because if, if, you can learn to just, if you can learn to be content in Jesus Christ, then you can find those steps and get right back and you can go that direction. We, we make it so hard on ourselves because every single one of us deals with d- disappointments and and. <laughs> And what sometimes what we do, one of the mistakes we make is we internalize all of it and we're just thinking about us and us and us. Can, can I remind you? You're sitting in a room full of people who have been disappointed in the past couple of days. We all are. But we got to keep on moving. We make it so, so complicated on ourselves. But have you ever heard of this? You ever heard of the KISS principle? K-I-S-S stands for something. Y'all ever heard of that one? Right, right. How many of you have heard that before? You know, oh man, what are they teaching in schools these days? I mean, that was one of the things I heard, you know, was, was from professors, you know, the KISS principle. We follow the KISS. And I wanted that professor, I, th- I think it was a, a business class, I wanted him to go down the hallway and talk to my philosophy professor and tell him, keep it simple, stupid. You know, because that's what it means, keep it simple, stupid. And, you know, that, is, that was one of the easiest things for, for uh, Forrest Gump to do because he was a simple guy. And if you, if you just look at the beauty of who he was, I mean, you look at that, so you kind of feel sorry for him at times, and you say, but wait a minute, this guy's got it together. He doesn't get blown away by all the stuff that's going on in his life. 
And I mean, he just does and just does and just does what's, what's right. And, and even Paul talked about this simplicity in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12. For our boasting is this. If we're going to boast, we're going to boast about this. Not going to boast about, but we're going to boast about this. Not going to boast about how awesome we are, we're going to boast about this. The testimony of our conscience that we conducted ourselves in the world in simplicity and godly sincerity, not with fleshly wisdom, but by the grace of God and more abundantly towards you. We didn't try to impress you with all of, the, all of our knowledge. We just came to you simply in sincerity. You know, we, we, we make it so difficult, but we really ought to just, just keep it simple, okay? I won't call you stupid. Just keep it simple. You can call yourself stupid when you didn't keep it simple and you realize, yeah, I just made that a lot harder on myself. You've done that before, right? I've just made it a lot harder on myself. Just keep it simple. Here, let, let me give you some instruction right here. Do right things. Just, just simply do right things. That was something Forrest did. He almost always did the right thing best he knew. Now, listen, I, I got to say this real quick, but when we read that, a lot of us read, don't do wrong things. Okay, that's not all that that means. When you do right things, that doesn't mean you refrain from wrong. It means you also do right it means when you see something needing to be done, you do it. It means you get off your rear end and you go do something. You go help somebody. You go take care of something. You, you, you get involved somehow and you help someone else's life get on down the road. It means do right things. And Forrest did that. You will never be a world changer if you don't do right things. I mean, that's, that's you know, kind of part of the definition of being a world changer is you've got to do some things to help people, to do right things, show up. And when we, um, when we read that one, I think show up, we think, okay, so when I tell somebody I'm going to be there, I need to be there. I need to show up. Yeah, but even if you don't make the commitment to be there, you know, there are places that you need to be whether you told somebody you're going to be there or not. I think it was Rudy, Gio Rudy Giolani said, um, weddings are optional, funerals are mandatory. And so, y'all know what that, you got that one? Ask me afterwards if you don't, okay? So even if you didn't tell somebody, yeah, I'm going to go to the funeral, if it's a place you need to go, or something else, do it. Just show up. Be there for somebody. Don't just be there for, are you here for yourself today? You might have a big need today, but don't just be here for yourself. Be here for somebody else. And all week long, be there for somebody. You say, well, pastor, this is, you know, this is not as easy. Listen, I'm talking about being a world changer. If you don't want to be a world changer, then just sit here and just think about how this sermon rela relates to your little problems and your little needs. But if you want to be a world changer, you're going to have to get your focus and attention off of yourself and find a way to put your focus and attention on somebody else and somebody else's need. Because I'm going to tell you one of the best ways out of the problems that you're dealing with, the struggles, the depression. And I'm not telling you this because somebody else told me, I've been there. I've been in deep depression. I was in one for about a month, and I couldn't tell you one single reason why I was in depression other than I meant it had to just been an attack of the enemy, I guess. I'm telling you, the only way out of that is to get your attention off of your situation and to focus on somebody else. Be there. Be sincere. Be honest. Be trustworthy. Just keep it simple. You don't, you, you don't have to have a, two months of Bible study to figure out how to be a world changer. Keep it simple. Just do those things. And, and, and while we're speaking about being trustworthy, here's another quote from, uh, from Forrest Gump. Yes, sir. A promise is a promise, Lieutenant Dan. Oh, it comes out a little bit. Dan. <laughs> Dan. <laughs> a promise 
is a promise. Forrest was constantly doing the right thing for people. He, he, was, he was there for people. He was there. I, I, I can't tell you all the stories, but he was there for Jenny in so many ways. That was that little girl that you just saw on the bus with him, and then she's the one yelling, run, Forrest, you know, that he sees out in the, out in the uh, reflecting pool there in front of the uh, Lincoln Memorial and watching the monument, and, you know, she, and, and he's there for her so many times through her life. But one of the things I love most about the movie is where, it's where she was abused by her father in, her ha- in the house, and, and, uh, and, and he went late in the movie he goes and he pays a bulldozer just push that house over completely i think how he was there for he was there for that that's loyalty he was there for lieutenant dan lieutenant dan was mad at him hated his guts but he was still there he was there for bubba bubba his buddy that bubba gump shrimp was named after you know, he, he said, yeah, I'll, I'll, be a, I'll, I'll be on your shrimp boat with you. I'll, I'll do that. I'll partner with you. And his buddy died in Vietnam. But you know what? He went and bought a shrimp boat. And then he took care of his mom. He didn't have to take care of Bubba's mom, but he did. He sent her a lot of the money, split it with her. All that, this, this is who he is. Bring up that next slide. It's like this. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 5 says, It is better to say nothing than to make a promise and not keep it. Okay, so, so hear this. This scripture is saying it is good to not make a it is good to not break a promise, okay? It's a, it's a bad thing to break a promise. It's saying that, right? But it's also telling us this. It's better to not even make a promise in the first place if you're going to break it. You know, there are people that just make promises. I, I mean, y'all know people that they promise everything and you never get anything. Some of y'all think it because y'all had something break down at your house this week and you called a repairman. He said, I'll be there tomorrow at such and such time. He didn't show, did he? <laughs> you know, promises, promises, promises. Listen, I, I, I really try to not make a lot of promises like that. If I, if I think there is a 10% chance I can't fulfill that, I'm not going to promise you I'm going to be there because I don't want to break a promise. I'd rather show up and you not know I was coming than you think I'm coming and not show up. And that's what that's saying right there. It's better... It's better to do that. So, so, so let me say this. If you want to be a world changer, weigh your words carefully and keep them religiously. If you say something, you better stick with it, no matter how hard it is. Well, I, I made that promise back when it doesn't matter. You made a promise. Why, why does that matter? Well, people will understand. You know, no, no, what people understand and what people will say about you is this a man that you never know if he's telling the truth or not? How's that going to work for you when you try to tell somebody about Jesus and you broke five promises to them in the last year? That you said, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do this, but you try to tell them about Jesus. You see, this is why your words matter. Weigh them carefully and keep them religiously because people are paying attention to the stuff you say, like the man on the park bench sitting by for us for a lot of this movie right here next yeah he, this guy he's sitting there and he's hearing all this and finally Forrest says something about the shrimp industry you know his shrimp business and the man says hold on there boy are you telling me that you're the owner of the Bubba Gump Shrimp Corporation and he starts to get up and walk away he said boy I've heard some whoppers in my time but that tops them all we was sitting next to a millionaire he didn't believe Forrest you know I mean look at him you know I don't know if you uh, well, we didn't show that part. We didn't go all the way with the, with the uh, feather when it laid up against Forrest's shoes. But his shoes were nasty. Now, his laces were brand new clean. <laughs> Interesting. If you never n- noticed that before, notice it next time. 
But he held on to those shoes, and the reason was Jenny gave him those shoes. So they were nasty. He didn't look like he had anything. Those old nasty shoes, I mean, they looked at him like you can't even afford new tennis shoes. But be careful how you judge. Be careful, you know, because what does the Word of God tell us about judging? That when we judge others, that's the same way we're going to be judged ourselves. And man, it's so easy to look at someone and say, well, they didn't and they don't and, you know, and start figuring out how they measure up. And we have no idea, like this man on the bench had no idea of all the behind the scenes stuff. Forrest was a world changer. If this man had just sat there, if you watch the movie again, if he had sat there two more minutes, he would have seen, yes, I am sitting by a millionaire. Because it, it's, it's kind of revealed right there, just, just after he walks away. And I wonder how many times that happens as we judge and we think, well, they're not doing their job. They're not, you know, they're not helping and, and, you know, they never follow through and all this. And we have no idea what somebody's been doing for the last, like, Forrest Gump, decades. We have no idea. Be careful of that because some of the most insignificant people in this world often make the most monumental uh, impact in life. You know, here's, some, here's something then for, for, for us to relate this to us, okay? It's when you start feeling like one of those insignificant people, I want you to remember this, that zeros can be heroes. That's, that's what Forrest Gump was. He was, a, he was a zero. Nobody gave him chance. Y'all saw his principal early on say, this is what's normal, and this is where Forrest is, right? I mean, nobody gave him a chance, except maybe his mom. She believed in him some. But she, she was worried about him, and she believed in him some. But nobody gave him, but he was a zero that became a hero. You may feel like you're a zero, but you can be a hero because you can be a world changer. If you, if you embrace that, if you decide to become that, if that's, it, it, you, can be a, you can be a hero too. So don't, don't look down on yourself. Don't, don't look down on your abilities. Don't look down on your lack of abilities. Don't look down on your lack of talent. Because God gave you everything you have. And you may be a zero in everybody else's lives, but God, eyes, but God knows exactly what he put inside of you. And he wants to make you a world changer. And you know what? I don't like to do a lot. I, I don't do reviews like, uh, okay, let's back up and look at everything we've talked about this morning because I just think that gets boring. But I think there's a reason for it today, okay? So I want us to look back at, at um, what we've talked about so far because I want, you know, I think there's something on this list for every one of us. You know, there's something, there's something you need to pay attention to on this list of reviewing this sermon today. What is it? That's why I want to review that. I want you to think about it because we talked about several things here now, but what is it you need to remember? Acknowledge God's sovereignty. Accept your responsibility. That's step one. And then don't get derailed by disappointment because God saw that disappointment coming. He, he saw that wreck on the interstate a long time before Wave saw that wreck on the interstate. Your Wave app did. He said, so don't, don't get derailed and do right things. When you're disappointed, it doesn't matter. Do right things anyway. Do right things. Uh, show up. Be there. Be sincere, honest, and trustworthy. Weigh your words carefully. Don't make empty promises. Don't be a person that's just always making promises that you can never keep. And keep those words religiously. And remember, zeros can be heroes. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. 
You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.